is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Well, I am so happy to get you back to myself this week. It has been a while since I've had a solo episode. As you can hear, my voice is totally healed. I hope you have really, really enjoyed the past couple of interviews. Christine Hassler, Angie Lee, I mean, these were some of the best we've ever done. If you haven't listened, I recommend that you go back and listen to them. And I would say the episode that just aired a week ago with Christine Hassler is the area that this podcast is going to dig even more into mom guilt, control, perfectionism, sacred union, relationships. We'll still be talking about the conversations that many of us want to have, but we're afraid to have with our girlfriend. I'm willing to have those conversations on here. Yet I could feel as I was listening to the episode with Christine Hassler that there was a reason I asked her those questions. The reason those questions came to me before the interview wasn't just because that divine wisdom knew that you all listening would learn from that and enjoy it and it would help you. But it's also because this is where I'm being called to lean in. I also want you to know that before I begin episodes, I begin recording, I do no prep work, but I do say a prayer ahead of time and I set the intention. And the intention that I set is that the words that come through me and come into this microphone that you're hearing right now, inspire, challenge, bless, educate, and enlighten every person around the world who's listening. And I hope you feel that, that there's so much intention that comes with every word and with every episode. Intention can be there without planning, without having having everything laid out. And that's a great segue into the topic for today. The intention that you and I are going into 2022 with is more important than our plan. And I understand that's not the sexy thing to say. That's not what sells. I could do a great show on goal setting and planning and crushing our goals. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's it, There's a place for it. And I would probably have more people listen to that. Yet I have found that while that has its place, it is absolutely in the shadow of what is your intention? Because when your intention is clear and your focus and your energy is going in the right place, 
all the how-to stuff and the planning and the goals, that's going to come with it. But many times what we're trying to do is focus on what it takes to get what we want and where we think we should be without focusing on the intention. And then we struggle and it doesn't work. And then we turn around one year later in the exact same place trying to do it all over again. It's a house of cards. So my invitation to you today is for us to look back at this past year, make peace with it, learn from it, be grateful for it, love it, give ourselves credit, give ourselves grace, kick ourselves in the butt a little bit without any blame or shame, which is difficult, and to close it out in a way that it's a beautiful release that we can move on from so it doesn't spill over into the new year, but not feeling like we have to bury it like we're burying a dead body. Also not feeling like we need to skip over and get to the best part. You know, there's a reel or a TikTok going around right now, and I don't know who the song is by, but I actually love watching people do these reels. But it says, can we skip to the good part? And a lot of us just want to do that right? And we think that skipping to the good part is the same as being positive and being high vibe. And it's not. Being positive and being high vibe is not skipping to the good part. It's seeing that the part you want to skip is the good part. That's where the power is. That's where the freedom is. The part that we want to skip over. Now, some of us who love martyrdom, (laughs) I'm laughing at myself here, We don't want to skip to the good part. We want to dwell on the bad stuff. All the stuff we should have done in the last year. I should have eaten better. I should have exercised more. I should have read those books. I should have finished this book before I started the next one. I shouldn't have just wasted the year away. Where did the year go? I should have planned better. Why didn't I plan better? And why wasn't I more organized? I mean, guys, I'm just free flowing right now. And I could just go on for an hour because that is my autopilot. That's what I'm used to because of experiences and stories I created and trauma I experienced. You know, if I let myself, that's my autopilot and that's where I live. I don't live there anymore, but it's a really natural place. I could just go right to it. It's like if you used to play an instrument or you used to speak a foreign language, right? You may not be able to speak it the way you did, but oh man, it's familiar. You can just slip right back into it or an accent, someone who has an accent, they go back home and their accent just comes right back. It's like that. So if you're one of those people and you're my people, be very careful at the end of the year because your inner critic is going, ooh, this is perfect time to get her. Because right now I can just pull her down and roll around in the mud with her all the month of December and get her all stressed out as she's going into the new year because this is what feels safe to her. This is what feels comfortable to her. And I think I've got her. So be really careful. So as we look at this past year, we want to let go of all the shoulds. Of course, there are things that in an ideal world, of course, we wish we would have done them differently. It would have been great to have finished that book or finished that project or lost that 20 pounds or whatever. Now, what I'm not doing is giving you an invitation to complacency right? The high achieving perfectionist in me is coming up right now saying, hold on, sister, be careful. Don't tell them to be lazy, right? I'm not saying let's just be complacent. Who gives a shit? Don't try it. Anything world's going to end anyway. Who cares? No, that middleness, that 
is where we want to live and where we want to focus. And it's uncomfortable. It's not bashing ourselves, but it's also not spiritually bypassing and just blowing everything off. It's that middle part. It's like the middle part of the Oreo. To me, that's actually not the best part of the Oreo, to tell you the truth, but you know what I'm saying. That's the sweet spot. It's the same as, you know, when we're looking at parenting and we're looking at goals and we're looking at life, it's the same thing. I want to hold on tight to the idea that this is possible and set the intention that it will happen, the goal, the way I am with my kids, life in general. While, and this is the difficult part, but yet it's the sweet spot, while letting go. Because letting go feels like complacency, doesn't it? Letting go feels like, okay, you just whatever, not doing anything. So, you know, I, I haven't figured out how to do that every day, but I really do believe that that's the secret to success and the secret to happiness. Being a stand for, holding space for, setting the intention for, being in your body, believing, knowing you deserve, while completely releasing, surrendering, and letting go. Both and. Same time. So we're first going to take all of the shoulds of this past year. And I want you to take all of the shoulds and write them down. And then I want you to burn that. Like, like physically burn it. You could also like rip it up into a million pieces, but I would burn it. Just burn it. But let yourself get that out. All the things you wish would have been different in this past year that you should have done differently. Just write it down and then burn it. And now we're going to go to, after that, what did you learn in this past year? What were the life lessons you learned? What do you feel God, spirit, universe, divine intelligence? What do you feel the message was? Either a theme for the year or specific lessons about your sister-in-law, your relationship with your friend, your relationship with food. Once you've released all the shoulds and the blame and the shame, then, okay, so what was the lesson that came from those things not happening and any struggle I had in this last year? Now, this is not spiritually bypassing. This is not, well, everything happened for, happens for a reason and everybody does the best they can and it's totally fine. You get to say that things were hard or things sucked or they hurt you or they were painful or it was the worst experience of your life. You get to say that and you get to feel all of that. What I'm asking you right now is to not not feel and to not bypass how you feel and the experience. But what was the message that came through? What did you learn? Write down, let's just say three things that you learned in this last year. And you could make three intellectual lessons if you want, but I also would like three spiritual lessons. Lessons in your heart. What did your heart learn this year? It could be anything, like an intellectual one would be, I learned that and it's it's something you learned in your head or I learned how to and it's some sort of a skill. A spiritual lesson is, wow, I learned to always trust my intuition. I learned that God is always talking to me. I just have to pay attention. I learned that when I breathe, I can hear the messages more clearly. I learned that me not wanting to forgive that family member is poisoning me. I learned, I learned. So let's, let's do it like that. Three intellectual lessons, three spiritual heart lessons. So we've released all the shoulds. And with the shoulds, you can also just get pissed off and write all the crap that happened in this last year that you're mad about. Do it. Get out. Get it out. 
if there's a lot there and you feel emotion coming up, then do some kind of processing with that. Do some type of anger release. We have talked about this so many times in the last year. Keep it simple. I tend to overthink everything and I think everything has to be perfect so then I just don't do it. Keep it really simple. Just go into a closet, let's say, and put some headphones on and play some music or put music loud in the closet so no one else hears you. Lay on your back if you want and just stomp your feet, stomp your feet, stomp your feet, stomp your feet until the emotion comes up and through you and cry as much as you need to cry, scream, punch pillows, just get it out, purge it. Purging it that way and then also burning anything that you wrote down on that list, okay? And it doesn't have to be immediately after, but then come around to the lessons. The lessons are probably connected to this next piece, but I would like you to then write down, and it could just be a quick list or it could be in journal form. This is you. This is your life. You do you. Do what feels good to you. Make sure you're not distracted. You don't feel like, you know, you have other obligations that need to be handled right now. Like this is your time for you. And you write down what you're truly grateful for in this past year. You're thankful for the pain. You're thankful for the lessons. You are thankful that that friend stopped calling you when you stopped texting her. You're thankful for that, even if you don't understand the lesson yet. That's really important. Some of them are obvious, like the lesson was, and oh, I'm thankful for that. Some of it is, I'm thankful for the shit that I just burned. I'm thankful for that. Thank you for that. I don't understand what the lesson is. I don't get it yet, but I know that you know. I know that I'm being polished like a stone. I know I'm being made into the version of me that will be able to hold what I say I want. So thank you. Like truly feel into that. Don't just write it down. Feel it. Thank you so much. Thank you for the lessons that keep coming back to me year after year that I decide not to graduate from. Just like going back to the same classroom over and over and over and pretending I haven't seen the test before. Don't shame yourself for that. I'm human. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the awareness around that. Who are some people in the last year who influenced you? Maybe they hurt you, so they influenced you and helped you heal something. Remember, all of these people are teachers. They're all mirrors. They're rubbing up against us and pushing up against our wounds so that things will come up and surface so they can be healed. They're all here for our involvement, all of them. So who are some people you can write down to be grateful for? The button pushers, the ones who trigger you, the ones who just love you as is and they're just so easy, the one who always flashes their smile at you, the friend who's so supportive, the random person on Facebook who barely knows you, but they always say something kind to you or comment on your posts, a neighbor, anybody. Just really give energy to this by writing their names down and seeing their faces. Remember, as you're thanking your creator for all of these people, they're all slices of you. I want you to really feel that right now. They are all images of you and slices of you, even if you don't see it. So love them and thank them. Write down three of your favorite moments of the year. It could be something as trivial as I was on the couch, eating a bowl of ice cream, gave myself permission to have the ice cream and the extra fudge and have a second bowl, watching some sort of superficial show on TV 
that was not going to grow me or help in my evolving. And it was just fucking fun. That was one of my favorite moments of the year where I just said, I get to do this. It's my life. Another moment could have been something obvious like a great vacation. But what about the little things that are not obvious, the little moments? Maybe it was a brief moment in a grocery store with a stranger. Maybe one of your favorite moments of 2021 was putting your bare feet on the grass and looking up at the sun and just taking a few deep breaths and realizing how grateful you are to be alive because you realized that was the only time you did it the whole year. Maybe there was an adventure you experienced. Maybe it was something as silly as at the last minute deciding to get in the car and go to a movie a movie five minutes before it started knowing you'd show up late. Maybe your moment was deciding to not follow your routine, deciding to not do something that you have always called an obligation, deciding to put a boundary up, deciding to not call a friend back or text back at all, let alone immediately. Maybe that was one of your best moments. There is so much that we don't see because we're in our heads, we're busy, we're human, we're doing life, but also because we are focusing either on our growth, I need to grow, I need to evolve, I need to learn, I need to forgive, and everything's so deep, deep, deep and heavy, and we miss the little tiny just just sprinkles of glitter that are just all throughout every day of our life. Or we're still so focused on drama, chasing the people that don't like us or don't give us attention, ignoring the ones that are right there ready to give us a hug with open arms. We miss so much, don't we? We're chasing goals. We're trying to achieve. We're trying to keep up with the neighbors. We're, you know, focusing on making more money. And we're losing the little nuances of joy and peace and happiness that really are, they really are right there. And know that I'm talking to myself right now as well. I'll share a couple of mine. One of my experiences over the last year that's going to sound so like not anything to some people, but it just came to me. I have nothing written down on paper right now. I'm I'm just talking to you, heart to heart, human to human. And I just was thinking, what about yours? What are yours? Well, one of mine, I I would have said in my head that would never belong on my list, but it's there. Like how much joy I've had discovering the singer, songwriter, artist, Pink. Well, I've known who Pink is forever. I remember when she was first introduced on like Regis and Kelly (laughs) years ago. Everyone knows who she is, I think. and, And most people have heard a song or two. But I decided to start following the Pink Pandora Station after watching her documentary. And one of my joys of this last year and and adventures and fun things is listening to her music, appreciating the depth of the lyrics, loving, loving, loving the high vibe, energy, the beat, her beautiful voice, the way she changes like a chameleon from song to song to song. That's been awesome in this last year. You get to celebrate things like that. You can experience that even being so far from where you want to be or you think you should be. And experiencing that is one thing, but being grateful for it and looking back on it with gratitude, that is living. Not just the experience of, you know, driving from my apartment back to my house in the country after talking to all of you and cranking up the music and 
you know, singing along and, you know, tapping my hands on the steering wheel or whatever I'm doing. Yes. And yes. But me right now appreciating that and being able to close my eyes and say, yeah, that's fucking awesome. I love that I was able to do that. So grateful for that. And then I can say, what did that teach me? Right? So maybe your lists aren't separate. Maybe the lesson comes through just the experience of appreciating something. Listening to her songs have taught me so much. And it's like just a couple times a week on a commute home. Taught me so much about what I get to do with my life, what's possible and what's ahead for me. Deciding to listen to that instead of learning and listening to an audiobook or even a podcast and just jamming out with pink, that has taught me something. It's taught me not to take life too seriously or take myself too seriously. It's okay to let go and have fun and not grow. Meanwhile, what, what happens? That grows me. The growth opportunities are just like that sort of fairy dust or the glitter I mentioned that are just sprinkled everywhere. You never know when they're going to show up. But I just had the experience right now as I told you that story. Of course, I had huge lessons. My gosh, I have been coached by two master coaches over this last year. I mean, since December of last year, a full year. I was so sick with autoimmune symptoms as a result of having those breast implants for 24 years and and not knowing that's what it was, you know, missing out on life and being in bed and being so fatigued and in so much pain, crying so much while coming in and talking to you week after week, twice a week up until October, every week, twice a week. Big things like undergoing a five and a half hour surgery to have the implants removed and have the breast lift and the pectoral repair and the capsules removed. All the rehab with that and the, the, you know, painful recovery. There are so many things that are like big and obvious that I, I won't ignore. And I will explore those and journal about them and do my own gratitude practice, et cetera. And I'm not going to let those experiences block the experiences like driving in my car and listening to Pink. That joy and freedom that I experienced every week in my car, listening to that beautiful artist belt out those tunes is just as important and grew me just as much as the coaching I got from these high-level master coaches. Just as much. Now, if I only listened to Pink and I expected that to grow me like the coaching with the coaches, that's a different story. But I'm saying that experience and me tapping into it and appreciating it and hearing what the lessons are that God's trying to tell me, that is immeasurable growth. And the growth that we do, the different things we do to grow us play off of each other, right? So the showing up with the coaching and the work I've been doing in and on myself perhaps is the reason I was able to enjoy those songs with Pink and learn the lesson. And listening to that music and being in my body at that moment and choosing to have fun instead of thinking and growing, that growth then played into how receptive I was to the coaching. I really believe that. Why am I telling you that? Because I want you to take credit for everything. Well, I don't get any credit. It's all God. It's all the universe. What I mean is I want you to take credit for every little bit that you appreciate Take credit for appreciating it. I want you to acknowledge yourself 
for every single win of every day, of every week, of every month of this past year. I want you to acknowledge yourself for allowing yourself to sit and listen to a song. Like really do it. That raises your vibration. We've been talking about energy and frequency and vibration for a year together, haven't we? You don't have to just go and sit and meditate and do all these other things to raise your vibration. Just getting into gratitude and giving yourself credit and acknowledging yourself for something totally raises your frequency. And what happens when that happens? More of that comes. If you ever listened to, I think I said it in the Head Trash episode, it might've been like the third episode of this podcast. To me, when we raise our frequency, however we do it, it's like magical, you know, elevator shoes appearing on our feet. And suddenly we can see things on the top shelf that we couldn't even see before. It's just a new view. And so me focusing on what I just said about the pink song also applies that high frequency to my view of everything else of the year. So that's why I just am just so not about just goal setting and what am I going to do differently? What should I do differently? I just, I'm not about that. And you get to be. I personally think it is very low vibe and I think it sets us up for failure. I think that it takes us away from our authenticity, takes us off of our true path. And I think our highest self is screaming when we do that. So after looking at the lessons and looking at those magic moments and having gratitude and giving yourself credit and talking about the adventures of the last year and just soak up every bit of it, please, every piece of it. It could take you a week or two weeks to write this out. Do it. Feel into that. Now that, all the goodness we just discussed, instead of burning that, take that. And put that list somewhere sacred so you can go back and read it this time next year. Or you could even reflect back on it in the new year if you're struggling or if you're having a hard day. You're collecting evidence to prove that your life is beautiful, no matter what the colors of the paint, no matter what the canvas. You can find the beauty. The other part of this I want to share is when you're looking back at this last year and, you know, we're sort of revving up for the next year. It's really important to do some forgiveness work. Forgive yourself for anything that needs forgiving in this last year. I forgive myself for believing that I needed to compete with myself and others. I forgive myself for saying that I am not a good mom. I forgive myself for believing that I'm failing at motherhood. I forgive myself for trying to control everything that happens in my kids' lives, thinking that I could somehow control it. I forgive myself for beating myself up and criticizing myself. I forgive myself for shooting on myself. I forgive myself for every moment that I said to myself, I should do this, I should do that, I shouldn't do this, I shouldn't do that. I forgive myself for all of it. And I am sending love to that part of me that still wants to live in the dark. I'm putting light there and I'm putting love there. Looking back at this last year, ask yourself, what do I want more of? Okay, we're not looking at the new year yet and saying, well, next year it's going to be different. You know what I really want to do? No, right now we're just saying, what do I already have in this past year that I want more of? More laughs, more fun more intimacy, more depth, more growth. 
or days where I take care of myself. I stretch and exercise and hydrate. You see, that's not a negative spin on I should be exercising. That is, I want more of that. And then after you list that, ask yourself, and what is that going to give me? When I have more of that, what will I have? What is the feeling you want more of? Keep peeling it back until you get to a feeling. Remember, not a mental construct, but a feeling. And then really sit with that. What if I could feel that way every day, even if I don't have more of that? Ooh, what does it feel like to feel that all the time, no matter what? The, the interesting, fun, ironic part of this is doing that will actually likely bring that to you. We say even if you don't have it, but you'll probably get it because you're not focusing on having it. Remember, that's the middle of the Oreo. Write down three ways that you showed love to yourself. It could be that you've listened to this podcast every week, that you really focused on your breathing, that you took time to have a bath, even if it's two nights a week alone without anyone around so you could just be alone. How did you love yourself in this last year? Treating yourself to something, like actually buying yourself something. It could be, I loved myself by ordering my groceries online instead of going to the grocery store. The martyr in me thinks I need to go to the grocery store, but that was a way of loving myself. Good for you. That's great. And then what would happen if you did more of that? You just took that and you amped it up. And what if that became your norm? What if it did? You still might have the storm in the background. You still might have the stuff happening in your life and the chaos and the drama and the trauma and the pain. All that probably is still going to be there. But if you're able to live in that beautiful place of what makes you happy, what fills you up, the people who reflect that, loving yourself, taking care of your physical, mental, and spiritual and emotional body, if you can put more focus there, it won't change the storm, but you will feel so different as you walk through it. What is a story about myself that I'm willing to make peace with and let go of? What is a story I've made up about someone else that I'm willing to make peace with, forgive myself for, and let go of? My husband doesn't love me. My kids think I'm a bad mom. My in-laws wish I were someone else. I don't have loyal friends. I'll never have enough money. People find me annoying. I'm too much. I mean, we could write a whole book, right? But what are some stories that you're willing to let go of about yourself and others? And if in your body right now, you can feel that you're not going to let them go, that's okay. Write them down anyway. And that's something we can start looking at in the new year. Why am I married to that? Why do I feel insecure not having that story? What is that attached to? What does that remind me of? Where did that come from originally? Oh, now I can let it go. One thing I learned in this last year that I want to share with you, because it involves you, is how often God, universe, creator knows the ending and even the middle, and you haven't even gotten page one. But if you feel that nudge and that prompt, to start page one, it's a book worth writing. This podcast is the perfect example of that. It launched at the end of October. 
And when the new year of 2021 hit and began, I had no idea what was going to happen with this podcast. I set the intention twice a week before I started talking to you. I wanted this to be a healing space. I wanted my growth and my pain and my struggles and my insecurities and my stories to serve a purpose. I wanted them to serve you. And so I just showed up and I showed up and I showed up even when I was exhausted and I was sick and I kept showing up. And here we are at the end of that year. And we have thousands and thousands and thousands of women in almost a hundred countries all tuning in to allow my journey to be a roadmap for them. So where can you do this in your life? Where do you feel a prompt, a whisper, a nudge, just this gut feeling? What if I, I really want to, it would feel really good to, it scares me, but I feel like I'm, I'm supposed to, where is that happening in your life? And what if you followed it? No promise of what will happen, no expectation that it will go well. But what if you just put one foot in front of the other consistently following that prompt? What if it became one of the biggest gifts you've ever been given? Many times we poo-poo the ideas that pop into our head or float across our heart because we're like, oh, I think God cares about that. That's so dumb. Why would I be a dog walker? If it comes to you, it was meant for you. What if you become, you create this dog walking business And it just sounds so crazy to you and others. And what if that's where you meet your soulmate? What if you make the difference that someone's been looking for their entire life in one conversation you have while you're walking those dogs? What if it fulfills you in such a juicy way that you end up going and doing something else that you couldn't have done if you hadn't done this first? Please, please listen to those prompts and follow them. As my friend Joy says, your intuition knows her shit. So thank you for being here with me for this. Thank you for celebrating me doing things like this unscripted. Other audiences would want it all scripted out. And I know how to do that. I've I've spoken in front of 8,000 people at one time. I've had the PowerPoints and I I know how to do that. But I, I feel in my heart that that's not what you want. And that's why I just come in here and I talk. So thank you for listening. Thank you to those of you who apply this. And for those of you who don't, that's okay too. But for those who do, thank you. Please tell me what the experience is. Tell me how it goes. Share it with your friends. What was the impact? Tell your kids about the lessons you learned. You don't have to mention me or this show. I'm saying, tell your kids, hey, I was writing some things down and this is what I realized. What if you did it as a family? What if you go first And then you get your friends to do it. And by the way, who cares if it's after January 1st? It doesn't matter. You don't need to play by the rules. Don't listen to the rules. This could be on January 30th. It doesn't matter. It's going to have the same impact. If you're hearing this in May, do it now. It's not too late. Never too late to create the life that you deserve and appreciate the one that you have. Okay, everyone. So text me at 260-217-4675. If you would like to attend an absolutely free, no strings attached, there won't be a sale of anything at the end, Zoom. 
Thursday, January 6th, 8 p.m. Eastern time in the United States. I'm going to do a kickoff for 2022. After this work we just discussed together, we will be ready to really look at the new year. I have a surprise guest. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to set you up strong without any kind of pressure or expectation. It's going to be a great experience. So it'll be Thursday night, January 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you text me to get the link at 260-217-4675. If you're already a part of our text community, you don't need to text me. I'll be sending that information out just after Christmas. Okay? Thanks, everybody. Sending you so much love. And remember, breathe, love yourself, and surrender. Surrender.